My name is Mark Viquez, and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast, a weekly show that discusses topics at the ballpark from the game day experiences, stadium news, logo changes, and everything else that's brewing at the game. We cover it all from the baseball to the beer. Invite you to stay tuned and hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to the Ballpark Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fiquez, and with me today is Justin Moser, GM of the Dub C Fishsticks of the Pacific International League, who recently made national headlines with their rebrand campaign. However, before we dip into that topic, and we will, welcome to the show and what's currently taking place with the club as of right now. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it, it's been a, a whirlwind for sure. You know, it's been a, a fun process, a big learning process for us. You know, we used to be the Highline Bears and zero people knew about us. <laughs> Barely anybody knew about us in our own neighborhood, which was our biggest problem. Everybody loved coming to the, our games and had a great time and they would come back frequently. But I could go a mile down the road and people would say, oh, there's a baseball team here. There's a baseball stadium nearby. So that's been our biggest problem in the past and we teamed up with brandy Ose, and we went through this process of coming up with brand names or possible names for our team and ended up instead of going with their regular process which is picking five names and leaving it for a vote we opened up for submissions and then we narrowed it down to two and we actually created two identities the dub c seal slingers and the dub c fish sticks and then we left it open for voting for it was about a month or just over a month, and it really came down to the wire. The fish sticks pulled ahead the last night, and it wow. was less than a percent. Did did you expect the voting to be that close? I, I didn't, honestly. I mean, yeah. we hadn't ever been involved with anything like this before. You know, we only got we, we got about 200 name submissions at the beginning. And I was a little worried because a lot of teams have received more name submissions previously before that. And then we came down to the time where we had about five different names and we went to a trademark attorney and, you know, they shot down a few of them. And then we went back to Brandios. We got a few more names. And then the trademark attorney told us what would it would be to trademark all five names, because if you're going to put that up for a vote, okay. then you need to own the trademarks and all the um, properties associated with what that identity would be. And that was just way out of our budget. You know, we're <laughs> a summer collegiate team. And, you yeah. know, this was yes. even going through this progress, uh, progress, um, sorry, process was a stretch for us. So we were trying to get creative and Brandio said, you know, we've had this idea for a while. It's almost like a boxing match, one identity versus another identity. We create two different logos. We've never done something like this before. And it was a big hit with everybody. And I mean, we still get, we were in our front office idea Palooza meeting yesterday. And, you know, my business partner, Steven is wearing his seal slingers hat because he was team seal slingers, you know, so we're coming up with different ideas. Yeah. Cause, uh, with the voting that close, obviously there's enough people that like both names and it's almost like you have to still hold on to the seal slingers in some way, you know, obviously not the official name, but I know you told me you're going to have a section at the stadium where seal slinger fans will show up with their merchandise and do their thing. Is that accurate? 
Yes. Yeah, that's going to happen. We came up with some some other ideas today. How can we really involve that section at every single game? How can we really do some things that are seal section, seal slinger section only? Um, how can they benefit off of certain players doing certain mm -hmm. things? And how can we really bring them into the experience as they actively protest every single game? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you own that trademark, uh, which would, would we see nights where they dress up as seal slingers, like in the case of what if nights? Yeah, so we have been toying with the idea and, you know, we approved it yesterday. So you'll be the first person to, to have it announced. But instead of a what could have been night, which has been done a few different times and is great, we've seen a lot of feedback online of what should have been. So we're going to have a what should have been night where we will flip the entire stadium, the entire merchandise store, everything will be seal slingers. Instead of having a seal slinger section, we will have a fish stick section at the um, stadium. Oh, and I see what we'll you're change doing. the name of the stadium. I mean, we're going all in on how can we go, what should have been in a lot of fans' opinions for our new team name. And that would be interesting to see what uh, how many fans come out to that particular game, and then then you can say, well, what else can we do with the seal exactly. slingers brand? And exactly, and and that's that's the thing I love about all levels of baseball. Just one organization saying, hey, let's let's do something different, throw some money out there because asking Brandios to create one design probably costs a lot of money, but to ask them to do two brands on a scale of one to ten. Where does that rank up monetarily? Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, they're, up there. they're the best. They're they're uh, the premier branding yes, company. They're good. You know, and what they do and what I love that they do is it's kind of, you know, you sign up and you pay this uh, pretty hefty price that most people would think was extreme. But, you know, you're investing in your future and a brand that you're trying to build and have for years to come. And, you know, I can text Jason right now on a Sunday morning and he'll get back to me. You know, it may not be right away, but he's getting back to me. I have his cell phone number, Casey's cell phone number, and it's just emails. It's, hey, Jason, I need to have a conversation with you. I'm brainstorming about this. And they're really, it's, we're not paying what we're paying for graphic design. That's just a piece of it. You know, we're building a brand and an experience, and they are all about making sure that what they're putting out and what they're building in minor league and summer collegiate baseball is something that fans are going to love and uh, cherish for years to come. So, so far, will you say it's been worth the investment? By far, okay. by far worth the investment. And no you know, regrets. I was always worried. No regrets at all. Nice, nice. And like you said, you did. people didn't know who you were. Now, obviously, people outside of the Seattle market have heard of you because of this, uh, your, your design, your logo, your contest. What are you seeing from local media now? Are they coming up to you asking questions? Do you see more sponsorships coming up to you? We definitely have been noticed by local media. We haven't really gotten the media attention we want yet, but we haven't proven ourselves yet either. And, you know, being in what I've talked about a ton, we're in a major market. We're unlike a lot of teams like ourselves. You know, there aren't many summer collegiate teams that are successful that are in a major city with, you know, five major sports teams. 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. Yeah. So we're competing with that. And so news and sportscasters are always making sure they're covering those sports. And then we have two, we have a triple A team in Tacoma that's, you know, 25 minutes away. And then we have the Everett Aquasox 
um, and a single A team that's uh, 35, yeah. 40 minutes away. So, you know, newscasters and sportscasters are always trying to make sure they're covering the affiliated sports and the major sports. And so it's going to take us doing things that are different to stand out in the local media. As far as sponsors are concerned and our corporate partnerships, I think getting that attention has definitely improved that. I mean, we're already uh, looking at having numbers higher than we've had before, Good. getting more people involved that we've had before. And they're really interested in the fun and creative things that we can do. So we're excited to be announcing some of those very soon. All right. So you have sold hats to all 50 states, correct? I assume. Correct. Yes. In internationally, how many countries? We're Canada. Um, Always Canada. I know we, <laughs> we've shipped to London. Oh. Um, and then we have gone, there was somewhere the other day, um, I think it's somewhere in Asia that we've sent some stuff. So the shipping stuff has been kind of crazy for us to figure out to go really international. So we're still working on that internally because I think we can reach a little bit further out there if we get that figured out. All right. So you, you mentioned what should have been nine. Any other creative promotions uh, you guys are brainstorming at the moment that you're going to go with or thinking about? We're definitely, we've done it before and a lot of teams have done it, but we like to do it up really big. Christmas in July is definitely going to happen. That was really popular in the past. And I mean, same thing. We're changing the entire stadium. You know, it's not just different, um, different jerseys that the players are wearing. You know, we're going to put them in ugly sweaters in the middle of summer. We're going to make sure that uh, all, the, all of our staff is saying Merry Christmas when people walk in the gate. You know, there's going to be lights everywhere, decor. We're going to give out presents. Anybody who has a Christmas birthday is going to get in for free. So we're going to go all in on that. And then we're really working on what are some unique concession items that we can sell okay. uh, that, uh, you know, we're the place to be not only for baseball fans, not only for families that are looking for something to do on Friday and Saturday nights, but foodies in the area. And so, you know, it's like, oh, I want to try that thing. But the only place you can get it is at the fryer. No, no, definitely. I, uh, I love when the ballparks introduce their new food items for the year. And, and sometimes that does bring people out to the stadium to try it out. So fish sticks, I assume they'll be on the menu. Definitely. Yep. Okay. We're actually working with a major company that supplies fish sticks all around the country. Uh, and they're a local company and fishing commercial fishing outlet and company that's here that produces a ton of fish sticks. So we're working on closing that and we should be able to announce that here in the next couple of weeks, but they're really excited to be our official uh, fish stick provider. I can tell you, I don't think I've ever had fish sticks at a, at a ballpark. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a first. Yeah. That's uh, and it's something that I'm surprised had not been done before. I mean, I know your club does not play during Lent, but you think somebody would have said, Hey, let's have some fish sticks for baseball during Lent. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Good no Friday. Kidding. I know there's a lot of times at a ballpark uh, on a Friday, I'm like, I can't have anything here except fries. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of uh, tough. Okay. So right now the merchandise, uh, what about the stadium? Anything you're doing? I know you're, you said you're rebranding the stadium as the fryer. Uh, what are the exact changes uh, are you doing? Are you adding social areas? Are you introducing new seating levels? Yeah, so um, our stadium is, you know, it was built in 1980, and it wasn't built for what we, we are doing. You know, it was built for a community park 
honestly. And I'm not sure it was built to have the attendance levels that we're expecting and working on having. So it's totally bench seating right now. It used to just be concrete seating. And so we're going to add um, bench backs on all the seating and refurbish the benches that are there. So that's a large investment for us. We're working on some additional safety netting, which all the ballparks have done, obviously. And then um, we're going to have some extended concourse areas where people can come and hang out and have a good time uh, on both sides of the field and working on, we're getting a new scoreboard installed, wow. uh, which will be great. And, uh, yeah. So really working on that. And then even uh, just with time delays, we've had some other big projects where we're going to work with uh, King County and resurface the outfield. So it'll be a full turf field because right now our infields turf outfield is grass. And so that will be done in the fall after our season this year so that'll be ready okay. for 2023 we're going to put in a, a batter's eye and do lots of different things there extend some more concourse areas and ex, uh, expand what our capacity can be yeah like i said you you know once you decide to go with the new t uh, branding it's like okay now we got to get to the ballpark think about the food think about the renovations um definitely craft beer would that be a presence at your ballpark coming from Seattle? We're, we're, we're working on it. So okay. we've never had beer at our stadium and it's something we're working on with the, the County and uh, trying to figure out and seeing what we can do. But uh, okay. I think, I think we're getting close. Getting close. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keeping, I'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure there'll be a fish sticks lager or something like that. Definitely down Definitely. the road. That seems to be a gimme and at all levels, it doesn't even matter yes. what level you're at uh, now with the rest of the league. What have they said about your, you know, phenomenon coming from uh, the Highland Bears to this Dub C Fish Sticks? Are anybody else thinking about doing the same thing, or are they saying, you know, "Hey guys, you know, wait for us, you know, to catch up"? Yeah, our our league's interesting. The uh, Pacific International League has been around a very long time, and in fact, the, what is now the West Coast League used to be part of the Pacific International. Oh, okay. League. And so, what happened is. In the early 2000s, I want to say 2003 or 2004, long before we existed, um, something happened. Some of the owner, uh, owners had different visions, and it split. And then the who is now the West Coast League, the founding members there left and decided to start the West Coast League. And they wanted to run very much a minor league environment. It, they wanted to run it at more as a business rather than just playing games. Um, teams in our league compete to go to the national baseball Congress world series in Wichita in August. Uh, and like the Seattle studs have won multiple times. The Everett merchants have won it before and have gone to the finals multiple times. And that used to be a really big tournament that teams would go. And uh, before now the Corvallis Knights, they've won it before when they were the Aloha Knights. And so now you have this separation. The West Coast League runs like a minor league team, very much the way that we operate. And then the Pacific International League, yeah, I like the Walla Walla <laughs> Sweets hat that you're wearing there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the teams that are in our league are highly competitive. However, most of the teams in our league are made up of college players and former college players. They don't have to have really? current okay. um, eligibility. And then you can also have former professional players on your team. We're the only team in our league that is 100% collegiate. Okay. So we go on the rules of you have to have eligibility and be going or playing to with a college to be on our roster. Every other team in our league is a mix-up, uh, which I know there's some leagues um, in the mid Midwest that are similar to that. 
So that's how our team is run. And so the teams in our league run very much of they are focused on baseball. They're focused on trying to get to the NBC World Series mm-hmm. and winning there and developing players in the process. We're pretty much the only team in our league that runs as a small business and is putting on a show, entertainment, uh, doing something where fans want to come out. So uh, the feedback I've received from some of the people in the league, um, our, our league president, he has a background in sports. He's done some things when the Great West League was around and oh, yeah, you know, he's done West some League's- stuff with the... Med- Medford Rogues and the West Coast League. So he understands that business side of it because he's worked in sports management. Um, but the uh, other members in the league, I think they're they're kind of thinking we're crazy. You know, um, <laughs> they'll, they'll say, hey, you're putting on a dog and pony show. I know I got some feedback from some people that are on the board that thought the name was stupid and that we should have stayed with the Highline Bears. Um, but uh, it, it'll be interesting when they come out because, you know, our stadium is going to be packed. We're going to have a ton of fun and uh, we're going to be as competitive as we can be on the field. Yeah. Cause you know, I've talked to a lot of owners and GMs from, uh, from leagues out there like Medford, the Lincoln Potters. I haven't talked to anybody from the Portland pickles yet, but I, I can imagine once uh, you know, people come to the stadium and they see the excitement, it's, it's going to be contagious. You're going to want to, Somebody's going to want to, you know, experiment with this at their ballpark. What what are the other ballparks like in uh, in your league? Are they city parks? Or are they do they have a similar setup and design? Uh, so we're the only stadium outside okay. of um, Team Mobile that in King County, which is our Mabel, um, which is our lar- largest county. Um, yeah, the County. Redmond dudes do use um, the University of Washington ballpark. And then the Everett Merchants use the uh, Funko Field is what it's called now, where the Aqua Sox play. Uh, The problem with those two stadiums, in my opinion, is Seattle, uh, downtown Seattle. You're in a cop. They're literally in the university district next to UW. That's going to be real hard to draw people um, for the Redmond dudes, I think. Um, It's a great ballpark. It's beautiful. Uh, And then uh, the Everett Merchants, you're competing with the Aqua Sox. You know, the Aqua Sox are trying to pull everybody that they can and having a team that's a lower affiliate or lower level and unaffiliated is just going to be tough to pull people. So we're definitely the leader in attendance in our league. And it's because, nice. you know, it takes a lot of work to do as well. And so, you know, we're all in on trying to put on the best experience for our fans and um, the other teams in our league are all in to be as competitive at baseball as possible all summer long. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm looking at a Google Maps of your stadium right now. You have two covered grandstands on the first and third base side. I'm looking at that turf in the infield. Yep. And uh, yeah, and looks like you're close to a taco time. We are actually. That's the original <laughs> taco time. The original um, so taco time. That was nice. the first taco time ever. Yeah, opened in October of I want to say '72. I think it was. Yeah. All right, a little history there. Yeah, my uh, mother-in-law was born in Seattle. Oh, really? And my wife and I have been out there a few times. And it's funny out here, there was a, a what was it, an Adidas or it was a hat store discount uh, center. And for some reason they had just a, a bunch of Seattle merchandise on sale. So I think I bought everything for like a Seattle Seahawks jacket for 10, a Sounders hat jacket for 10. So everywhere I walk around, you know, people are like, Oh, what's with this Seattle merchandise? And uh, nice. my mother-in-law's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you need to buy me some. I'm from Seattle. So, yeah, wife and I used to get up there quite a bit. But uh, 
I'm telling you, if we do ever get to Seattle, we're, we're checking out the fish sticks first and foremost. Awesome. We can't wait. Yeah, it should be a good time. I don't know. We don't really have anybody from the website out there from Stadium Journey. Uh, there is one gentleman that does a little bit of work. Uh, Going to have to contact him, see see if you can check your, your team out to give us a review because it seems like we definitely need to have this on the website, some videos, some pictures. It, it looks like looks like you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, where do you see yourselves in five years? Do you ever see yourself? And I know I'm not expecting to answer this question. It's just a theory I have. Maybe joining another league in the future? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, yeah. um, it's I think in the past I really had um, big hopes for, you know, oh, hey, you know, we run like a West Coast League team. I want to join the West Coast League. But there, there's a lot of different things that come with that. You know, yes. the budget's a lot bigger. There's a lot of travel. I mean, uh, those teams are having them travel as far north as now and northeast Edmonton. as Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going as far south as Corvallis. That it, it's a it's a wide area map that they're going to have, and they're going to continue to grow. And yes. on top of that, the franchise fee to uh, get one of those wow. franchises is definitely up there as well, and continuing to to go up higher. So. You know, uh, we'll see in the future. It's definitely attractive, but we're real happy in the Pacific International Good. League. You know, it's highly competitive. And the big difference that I can see is obviously they get a lot of Division One players uh, at their level just because they've established this brand and recognition for the league. And so I think that's one of the things we would would gain. And then obviously having more teams in the league. But if we're doing everything we can, we're developing players, we're uh, putting on a great show and they're getting to play in front of 1,500, 2,000 fans every night at our ballpark. Uh, you know, I'm happy where we're at right now. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And what's the furthest you have to travel? So right now, Everett's probably the furthest north that we okay. travel. And then Tacoma's the furthest south. Oh, now, that's we nothing. do play, yeah, we do play a lot of um, West Coast League teams. Last year, you know, we had the most West Coast League teams of any team that wasn't in the West Coast League. And this year, we, we're playing less because we're hosting more home games obviously for the fans in our neighborhood, but um, over the past four years, we've played more West coast league opponents than anybody that's not in the West coast league. So we'll be traveling to Port Angeles this year. I know Wenatchee and um, Bellingham as well. No, I've taken that drive to Port Angeles a couple of times in my life from uh, Seattle. It's yeah. It's, it's like, Oh, it's only this many miles. And then you do all those curves and twists around those mountains and the coastline. But yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's not a straight shot. No, it's not a straight shot. And I've seen some of the uh, the Port Angeles lefties. They have some beautiful views at their ballpark. It's uh, I, it's uh, a little envious. I, I really love being Good in one. Seattle and seeing those mountain ranges. It's uh, I live in Indiana, so we are as flat as can be. <laughs> get a little yeah. su- get a little south, maybe past Bloomington, IU. You start seeing some hills and some rock formations, and okay. A little bit nicer down here, but yeah, it's it's flat as flat as Florida in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, it's a very unique place, and yeah, Port Angeles has a great view. I mean, they have the water behind them, yeah. and then their stadium faces the mountains. So er, early on in their season, you'll have snow-capped mountains while you're Ooh, playing there. Gorgeous. Yeah, just it, uh, out past center field. Yeah, and you guys are sort of in a residential area, so you may may have some views or. Is yeah, just, we don't really have any views from yeah. our ballpark, but you know, we're two miles from Puget Sound. 
you know, so you can get yeah. to uh, the shores of Puget Sound really easily. But yeah, in a neighborhood, we're very much like uh, Portland, if you guys have ever had anybody um, go oh, yeah. down there and review Walker Stadium, you know, they're in the middle okay. of the neighborhood, they've converted what used to just be a city park into something where fans can come and enjoy all the time. So I would say uh, our ballpark's very similar to that. Okay. Yeah, we did have uh, somebody who did uh, Walker Stadium a few years ago. And, you know, now, uh, now that's becoming the place to be in Portland in a city that it really, is. you know, and, and it's funny, I have, a, I made a video, it's from t- about a little over 10 years ago it was the last uh, one of the last seasons of uh, Civic Stadium as a ballpark. And I remember how gorgeous I thought that stadium was. And then I went back there to see a soccer game the next year. I was like, okay, it's, it's a better soccer stadium. I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. In Portland, you guys should get back out there. They've uh, we went out this past summer just because we were checking out a lot of what the West Coast League ballparks and operations were doing. You're right. But they've added a lot of stuff uh, like past uh, their outfield fence they've cut uh, some tree branches. So now they're high enough where you can walk actually all the way around the field and the stadium in the outfield. And they actually have a, um, they have a a beer cart out there and beverages and they got picnic Mm -hmm. tables. So you can sit almost anywhere inside Walker state stadium, which is great. Yeah. I'm too, well, listen, if if when I get to Seattle, you know, I'm hopping in the car and driving down to uh, Portland, but I want to wait for these, uh, I want to wait for these uh, car rentals to go down in price. Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. With that is such a, such a sticker shock to me. I'm like, good Lord. It's, it's cheaper to fly probably yeah. from Portland to Seattle than to drive. I mean, give me a, yeah. so yeah, no, definitely. When uh, I, yeah, there was a time, I think I was in Seattle and Portland about three out of five years. And then, Oh, wow. We're like, okay, let's stop going there. Let's go someplace else. And then it's <laughs> like, okay, that's about 12 years ago already. Let's, let's go back so much there to see sports wise. And unfortunately, when I take the wife out uh, to travel, I always have to see uh, a game. And I remember uh, one of the first times we're in Seattle, there was an Everett Aqua Sox game. And I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go up there and see a game. But then that was the day we met with her cousins for the taste of Seattle. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess we can't go. So I remember uh, thinking to myself, Oh, so close, so close to going to another minor league ballpark, but that's fine. It's yeah, you'll have to spend yeah. spend a week out here. You can uh, get get all the way over to Walla Walla, go as far yeah. north as maybe uh, Victoria or Nanaimo, and then mm, see us move. and head yeah. down to uh, how, Portland. How far is Walla Walla from you? Ooh, about four and a half hours. Yeah, that's right? what I figured. Yeah, yeah, I figured it's about because that's over the Cascades into. Yeah, the, I mean it's the, almost Idaho. It's wow. right there in the corner of the state. Okay. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I've been out to uh, Yakima before. That was a sticker. That was a culture shock to me. I'm like, okay, it's desert out here. Yeah. You know, our state's split literally <laughs> yeah, right down the middle It is um, with the mountain ranges. So, you know, right now we're getting, it's foggy today and over there they've got snow on the ground. So it's just, um, they'll get snow. They have really hard seasons mm. in, uh, in the Eastern side of our state. More pretty mild over yeah. here. Okay. Well, let, let me tell you, Def, I'll go to when I get to Seattle, you'll be the first person I contact. That sounds great. We'll be not happy the, to have you. Not the Mariners, not the Sounders, you guys. So uh perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on here today. Give us a little information about your team. Let people know where they can find you. We are the Dub C Fish Sticks. You can find us online at gofishsticks.com. All right.
And this is Mark, the ballpark hunter. Thank you for checking out the podcast and go fish sticks. All right. That was Scott with the fish sticks. I think I cut him off there. He said, thanks, Mark. So unfortunately I was a little bit too happy and quick on the, uh, the trigger there. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, that's one of the great success stories that we have seen. Well, I guess we'll have to wait. You know, we'll see how the season goes. If these guys are expecting the numbers that I think they're expecting, uh, it's going to be a party with the Dub C fish sticks in 2022. And then hopefully uh, years to come. But uh, I was talking to Scott uh, a little bit after or actually before. And they said that's when that stadium was originally built in the 40s. It burned down in the 60s, and a local Little League wanted to keep the stadium there for for games. Uh, So they just had this functional stadium there that could be used, you know, by uh, summer collegiate teams. You know, and I I talk to members of different leagues from time to time, uh, collegiate leagues uh, here uh, that want to place a team in Indiana, and they're thinking, okay, is there a stadium in Muncie, a stadium in Anderson? Is there a stadium somewhere in southern Indiana that we can put a team and there's some decent markets. There's just not any stadium there unless you build one, unless you, you know, renovate it at a high level. Just the way it is. That's, that's why the Northwoods League has got all these beautiful ballparks is that these are former minor league stadiums that, you know, were left alone. They were never knocked down. Now they can just easily renovate them for a cost and provide wonderful baseball for fans. Ah, I tell you, I really want to get to Seattle now. And my wife likes Seattle. She likes overcast weather. But I don't like overcast weather for baseball games because that deters people from coming out. Anyway, if I get out to Seattle, I will definitely check out the fish sticks, maybe squeeze in a Mariners game, a Sounders game, head up to Everett, check out an Aqua Sox game, take that loopy, windy drive to Port Angeles. Actually, that's not going to happen because my wife hates driving through mountain ranges and there's no way she's going to be able to make that drive from Seattle to Port Angeles. No way, no way in a car, unless she is like knocked out BA Baraka style and wakes up in Port Angeles. And then we'll have to do it again to come back. She hates driving through mountains. She gets very nervous. She gets nervous driving. Oh my goodness. Everywhere. Uh, There's a mountain, even the, you know, famed Appalachian mountains. So that's it. That's Mark ballpark Hunter. The podcast it's over. Check me out on stadium journey, the industry's leader in sports reviews. And you can also check me out on my Twitter page, ballpark Hunter and on YouTube. Also ballpark Hunter. I got some great videos there. Uh, a lot of nice reviews. Uh, most of them are from the past year. So I'm just trying to catch up with all these reviews and I got Louisville coming up. I got Louisville and I got the Bellarmine Knights basketball game from Freedom Hall. That should be exciting because I've never seen basketball at Freedom Hall until last night. So check us out. Stadium Journey. Check out the podcast. I got some great ones up there right now on Anchor FM. I also uh, you can go onto your iPhone or your smartphone and type in Ballpark Hunter. You'll find some past episodes. It's all there for your desire. We will see you next time. Take care and adios.